Uh, anything you're else? You're in there for like six turns. You're going to turn into a rhino next turn. <laughs> so you attacked and you missed. You can't move, so that's it. That's it. Uh, Valin. What can Valin do? We're going to have to use the whaling ship to get this fucking juvenile Kraken dead. Shooter, shooter. I mean, we can hit it, but like, we're not anywhere near killing it. We have whaling ships. There are whaling ships right there. Mm. It's not a whale, though. They need a squidding ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. The way you get that is you cover it with spellcasters and rogues. Uh, let's see. She doesn't need the hit points, but it's her next strongest spell slot, so she's going to cast Vampiric Touch on this. Fuck yeah. She's going to get right up next to it. Touching the Oh, skin. it's a melee, isn't it? Yep, never mind. Fuck that. Rave sickness again. Or rave enfeeblement, rather. There's nothing we have that could restrain it, right? Oh, also, if it dies, it's not going to barf... Sigh back up. But it'd be easier for something like climb out. Yeah. That's a hit. Or if it's in danger of death, it might vomit voluntarily so it doesn't risk dying having its innards killed by somebody inside of it. Which I think is our only option. Or, that's um, what happens to me when do I Do we have like vomiting we toxin up. we can make it eat? Like uh, Oh. Uh Raven Feeblement hit, it'll be hitting a little bit softer for the rest of the Do you have Raven sickness? I don't. I have poison spray. Uh Zevelin, it is your turn, and then Makati's on deck. Okay, yeah, this thing's getting uh, closer to us, so I think I have to move us up another 20 feet. Alright. Just to stay out of its tentacle range. Whatever that may be, I don't want to find out. Yeah. You're, you're kind of not in its tunnel vision right now, so it hasn't been paying attention to you, but it w- it's quickly running out of ship to destroy, so it might turn its attention to you at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but ha- what range was it in? Was it within 40 feet, uh... Before I move? Sure. Works for me. I'll shoot it again. All right, shoot it one, again. By law of averages, one. Of one, should, one should land. One would hit eventually. Somewhere. Hey, it's that one. The averages. I did it. All right, Can you do time, 35 points of damage? This time I'll have sneak attack. Yes. <laughs> by one person or by one turn? By one turn. Oh, that should be doable. So 11, yeah. 14 of regular damage, and then sneak is suck. So 16, 20, 21 radiance right. damage. Alright. You can totally do another 14. Sai could probably do it himself. And Zeb just said, saying, let him go! Sai will be dead by that point. No, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright. Sai's wild then, chicken then, dead. Then we float up 20. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Alright, so you need to do 14 more points of damage before the monster's next turn to get him to barf Sai up. Uh, Una, it is. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Makati, it is your turn then, Una. Please make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's a four on the die, so I'm going to say I fail. I look this thing dead in its eyes, and I pierce deeply into its mind. It's got black eyes, like a doll's eyes. And I, I, I look into what its kind mind. What dolls are you playing with? And, and echoing like broken shards of glass inside its mind, I say, Boom Rally. <laughs> uh, and I do uh, 18 points of psychic damage. There's no uh, save against that? Uh, that's the wisdom save. Oh, you, all right, I did it. Okay, so yes. you do uh, how many? Uh, I do 18 points of psychic 18 damage. 18 points of psychic damage. And that I also a... always know where it is while it's on the same plane as me for at least an hour. And doesn't it also take acid damage because of your vitriolic stare? Oh, fuck yeah, yes it does. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> 5d4, you say? Uh, 6, 10. All right. Dangerous. Uh, when all of your spells came online. Yeah, yes. Alright. <clears throat> With a mighty hurl, the <laughs> the uh Cytopus comes spewing out of the beak of the uh the squid, and the squid has decided I've had enough of this bullshit and slides back off the boat and sinks underneath the waves. Um the boat doesn't some come rocking out of the surface like you sat on a life raft and it pops back up. It's still sinking. It's just sinking slow slower now. It's like a seesaw and you get off one end and you I slam just, the other kid into the ground. I'm imagining the sound is something similar to like launching boba pearls out of a straw. It's like, <laughs> like as Sai comes out because oh of God. all the tentacles. I've had it with the it's bullshit. It's like a cat hacking up a hairball. If there's like 20 bodies in there, it's going to be hilarious though. Um, so now the issue is uh, you're going to need to make not not um, Kuzbalad because he's already in the boat. So a group, we're going to call it a group acrobatics check. Uh-huh. Um, to get safely across the zipline rope from the sinking boat onto the life raft. Um, actually, 
Yeah, you're gonna have, you guys are gonna have to land to do it because you can't move horizontally, right? All right. So, assuming you guys are planning on landing on what's remaining of the dry part of the boat, is that a safe assumption? Yeah, that's what we're gonna have to do, I think. Yeah, unless they want to sail underneath. They really can't because of the wreckage, and they don't know where the Kraken is. So they, and, you know, if they get any closer, the zip line they've tied will just dip into the water. Sure. And just It'll be a dip line. Yes. Um, so it's going to be a group acrobatics check between one, two, three, four, and we'll see if we need a tiebreaker after that. I'll mastermind one of you. I'm good. Who has the worst acrobatics? <laughs> I'll do it to Sai. Because I rolled a three. Thank you. Is that an advantage? I give you, you I give you advantage, yeah. yeah. And I try myself. <laughs> oh, that's not great. I might have to play Rescue Daddy. I've got a 13. 13? Nine. Nine. Ten. We're going to need a tiebreaker roll. Um, Can I help? No. How are we going <laughs> to do this? <laughs> Odds you win, even you don't. As the uh, the water begins to churn and bubble underneath the sinking ship, uh, the oarsmen are doing all they can to keep the boat in one place by sort of rowing against the uh, the whirlpool that's being caused by this, by this massive sinking action. And you guys that are trying to go hand over hand or shimmy down the rope uh, are finding that the cold, freezing wet rope, your hands being wet, making it really hard to stay on the rope. And um, it looks like as the rope begins to start losing tension, it gets harder to hold on. And it looks like Una and Sai are about to... Uh, about to hit the icy water and, and go sinking underneath. and I'm still an octopus. You are still an octopus. Yeah. You could just swim to the boat. So I could just jump off. Yeah, uh, you do. Um, Why that is, is he just... hand-over-handing on this <laughs> <laughs> that's, He that's actually... halfway through, he's like, wait a minute, fuck this. <laughs> that's actually why the, the line is dipping for <laughs> <Yeah>. giant octopus. <laughs> it's 500 pounds of octopus on it. <laughs> I, so, yeah. I just let go and slingshot them. Una <laughs> <and then, laughs> shoots 50 feet in the air, and the, the, the squid with its remaining hit points catches you in its mouth. Um, <laughs> like popcorn chicken. Um, you get a 10 for the rest of you. <laughs> but because I rolled a uh, odd number on the die, you were able to successfully get across, even though there are... Uh, like snapping tentacles underneath as the uh, the squid is still lurking somewhere underneath the waves. You guys are now on the boat, but this is the life raft, and you have to get back over to the whaling ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do a quick one-round skill challenge to get across. Um, just a little narrative skill challenge with a static difficulty number. Uh, any skill you want, let me know what it is. Throw me a dice roll, and we'll see how we do. Uh, we're going to start on my left. We'll start with Una. Oh, shit. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna be like, yep, there's a fucking squid under the water, so you better roll faster or roll faster and just intimidate the fuck out of these guys. Alright. That's a crit. Nice. Alright. Good start. <laughs> awesome. Now um, I'm gonna ask you what the number was, because a crit is a crit. As a squid, yes. I will uh, latch onto the lifeboat and start Swimming, flapping, sure. uh, but as I do, <laughs> I'm using your bladder. Actually, I'm going to, to force the air out. I'm going to ink to give us a little stealthy maneuver. Two in the pink, one in the ink. So twenty, a dirty twenty, dirty twenty. And uh, what skill we're using? Stealth. <laughs> Stealth. All right. Cool. I'm inking as I go. It made me ink. I got gotcha. you too. Zevelin. <laughs> right. uh, well, Una's already persuading the guys to go f- go faster. Not persuading, intimidating. Yes. <laughs> Did you haul up the crate? Uh, uh, it's on my spoon, 600 feet in the air. That's right, yes. <laughs> May I make a case to roll investigation just to be on strict overwatch to uh, make sure to, they'll pull out the rifle and, and keep, keep Squ- watch for the squid? squid watch? It's hot. Squid, yeah. squid watch 2023, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 18. Nice. 18. Very nice. You watch for all the squids. You see one. There is definitely a squid. <laughs> yep, just making sure it stays at bay. It does. Um, so, Makati, like when the, when the thing dipped, Makati was kind of in the middle, and his whole body just dunked kind of into the water, and his clothes are wet, and he is shivering, but trying to row, help them row back in, but his hands are shaking, mm-hmm. so he's going to make a con save to see if he can, like, hold on to the oar, because he's shivering so hard. Okay. Right. Uh, awesome. That's a 23. Whoa. That's a success. Yeah. Your new dice are really the hotness. Yeah, really Those are good. good. Those are good. 
Um, last but not least, Custard. Oh, wow. The uh, the oarsmen are avoiding the spot where there's a whole shitload of the squid's blood that has clouded the water. Uh, and I'm pointing them to go through it instead because most marine life rely on looking up to see the silhouette of boats against the sky mm. uh, to locate their prey. So if we go through the blood, it's cloudier, they're less likely to see us. I'm using survival for a 20 total, 30 to 20. A clean sweep of the one-round skill challenge gets your, sh- your longboat back to the whaling vessel and... Uh, it, it appears that with as close as you've gotten to the boat with the uh, harpoons and, you know, the, the the devices designed to attack monsters in the water, uh, the squid is no longer interested in attacking you directly. Um, I'll call back the spoon once we're safely on the decks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to switch to the music. I'm going to open this. Do it! Yeah, and then put it all in your face. That's the, that is the goal. All at once, though. Yeah. I take it I don't need to be the squid, uh, a giant octopus anymore, right? Be the squid. Yeah, you just try to get on the boat as a giant octopus and they start hacking at your <laughs> tentacle. And we're like, no, 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 he's with us, he's with us, he's cool, he's cool. <clears throat> um, as you uh, begin climbing up the uh, the lifeboat, you, or out of the lifeboat onto the deck of the main ship, uh, you do encounter something you were not prepared for. It appears that a lot of the... Um, the deckhands, the navigators, the squall shapers, the, the people who man the boat, just the general whaling crew, they appear that they've been under some kind of attack as well. Uh, they're tending to wounded. They are repairing and making some quick repairs on the ship. Um, a, a few of them are spared to help haul you out of the water, but then they are busy uh, going about other business on, on board the ship. Um, you get to the top of the boat and... and Zevlin is helping you over the rail, uh, your injured party members, and she tells you uh, it was almost immediately as soon as the longboat was uh, was out of sight. Um, must have been a, another part of whatever trap was laid for us. Uh, so Hoogan uh, scaled the, the side of the boat, and uh, they performed a hit-and-run raid on the, the crew members, probably to keep us from rendering aid. Uh, we fought them. Uh, so again, the, the shark men. Um, probably at the behest of that great beast, like street shark men, or like yeah. men who roller wish shark just, men. Just thinking that, yeah, they have roller blades. Yeah, yeah. not the Jets. <laughs> They're much better at football. <laughs> um, yeah, we fought them off as best we could, but then as soon as we realized that a trap was sprung, we manned the lifeboat and tried to come to your aid. Uh, apologies for it taking so long. You did well, Zeph says. Uh, we all survived with our casualties here on the boat. Uh, there are some deckhands that are not going to be seaworthy until they can go home and be tended to medically. Um, I look over at Sai like, we got some shit to do. More importantly, the boat itself was uh, damaged in the attack. Um, something about a rudder chain. Um they want to make a berth and try to make a repair so they can get back to the mainland. Um, I have quietly been pressing them to go to the Isle of Solstice and make the repairs there. Uh, I would appreciate your support in convincing the captain. The Isle of Solstice, I think we recognize, or is this thing she just name-dropped us now? Um, this yeah. is... I'm going to turn this down just a little bit. I love this song, but... Yeah, also, because I'll start crying. <laughs> That's fine. It's like every other session. Yeah. <laughs> We've been waiting. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. The Isle of Solstice is um, something you are familiar with, although it's, it's going to be back in your memory a little bit. Um, that is the Isle that Evie Telgren's daughter uh, is claims as her home island. It's like boss land. That is that is Oril's island. She wants to go to final boss town. That's mm. like the last section of the map that's got like the fog of war over it. She wanted to get the Professor Orb because in combination with that and the Codicil of White, she thinks that she can find the Mithalar and end the Everlasting Night. She wants to get it all one one great shot. We don't have a lot of uh, unfinished groceries, right? We got everything except for we never went to the prison. We don't care. Right. Yeah. Fuck um, We went to go see the Ring of Barbarians. We did encounter, we think, the Awakened Whale. Mm-hmm. So as far as we know, that is a thing that we did. Maybe maybe cross that off, maybe not. Um, we got the Professor Ward, which is the other reason we were coming out this way. We never did the Cannibal Cave. Nope. 
Although that is uh, optional side quest. Where is Cannibal Cave again? Oh, way out the way. Way out the right. Fuck that. Way along. I would also, um, <clears throat> I would also remind you that uh, while one is on fire in that uh, illustration, are fully done. Uh, one might have been revived because you wanted to get your shield golem up and running, and yep. you know where there is a body for one. Yep. We just have to give it some head. Yes, you can craft a head, but the body is already. Somewhere that you know of. So Unfortunately, you that's can form the head. That's that's still a um, that's still in the middle of a goblin fortress. It was a goblin fortress in the midst of a civil war last time you were there, and you don't know its condition now. But a goblin fortress nonetheless. A, was that Copper Nobernock? No, no, Copper Nobernock was the halfling who wanted us to go to the Black Cabin. Macritus's gotcha. yeah. okay. lover. Yes. Yarbnock, I think. And they were roommates. Yarbnock was the name of the warlord who was actually named like Jeff or something. Got it. <laughs> Very blue jeans. He's dead now. You fed him to mind flares. That's true. Oh, right. We did do that. Yeah, <laughs> we condemned him to eternity of He's horror. reborn. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's better off. <laughs> he's, he's living his best Squidward lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, while one is on fire, one is also a side quest that's possible to do. Um, although I, I will tell you, metagamey out, out of game style, we are at the point in the campaign where all things point to the end. Uh, we are definitely on the click the button to go to the island, and then they're in from the point of no return. Yeah, um, I mean, you will have an opportunity to sort of break off the railroad and, and engage in whatever else you want to engage in uh, when you're back on the mainland. It's just that you know, in what order do you want to do these things? Have you assembled your party? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just make an auto save right before we go. Yeah. Right. Where's the typewriter? <laughs> um, hmm. An actual party question. I've updated I mean, my urinal. Fuck, <laughs> God damn it. Um, you hate it because you love it. Kind of. So, <laughs> so we do have some groceries. Getting the, uh, the shield bell on my line seems like a big one. That actually is a very relevant thing. Because um, well, how would we get it to this island, though? Because the only thing we want it for is that. Right? So. At the moment. It's a big fucker. It's a real big fucker. It's a big fucker. We don't have a boat big enough for that fucker, do we? I mean, it's not that big a fucker. It'll fit on a regular boat. This goblin could turn into a boat. We could. Oh, I thought you were saying you could turn into a boat. Like, no. wild shape into a boat. No, I've seen a boat, so I can turn into one now. <laughs> I wild shaped into a quadrireme. Let's go. We've got the uh, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine mod for Psy. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, Cannibal Caves does seem like a cool thing. I want to do that because it's part of Una's backstory. I don't feel like we got enough Una. Um... But it's like, it's so metagamey. Like, I don't know. Well. Valen's argument makes a lot of sense in a logical way for our characters. So, and and her argument, in case it's unclear, is that she came out here for two things, and you have one of them. Yeah. Um, the other thing is still in the sea of moving ice, and if you turn back now, uh, you're going to have to come back out here again and risk, you know. Now, now you know for a fact there is a giant awakened squid that really wants to kill you. And it's going to be floating around these waters, plus all the other dangers of the Sea of Moving Ice, the frost giants and the navigation and, and all that other shit. Yep. But you are sailing a gimpy boat, Yep. Um, and your crew doesn't want to press on further. They want to turn back. So there are pros and cons to either approach, and I'm going to leave this up for the, a table discussion. My I'm also a squid for four hours to help with, like, propel, like, propel the boat. So I don't know if I'm... Big I don't know how much impact that has, yeah. but um, all right. So, Valen's opinion has no value. Um, <laughs> I don't actually care what she wants. I don't listen to women. <laughs> <laughs> listen to plenty of women, <laughs> like that one over there who kills people with like her mind bullets. Uh, yeah, no, we mind. all listen to that one. <laughs> mm, but no, I, her opinion doesn't matter to me because she is always super gung ho to like do the next thing that's required by the plot. That's just, her entire thing is, like, I have one objective and I don't care about all the other shit. I, I have a way of, like, like, I have a way of saying it in a metagamey way and almost a way of saying it in, like, a in-game way, but you know in Breath of the Wild when you try to fight a Lionel, like, first thing after you come off the island mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, look at that fun thing, and then it's just not. Dunks on you, yeah. And you have to go and do more things to be ready for that. There is a part of me that's, like, not just, like, oh, we might not have all the stuff that we need, but... There's a part of it, at least Makati, I think, there's a part of him where there's, like, there may be more context to this out there. And, like, I know Valen's, like, gung-ho, gung-ho, but what if there's something out there that, like... What if there is something out there? Something bigger, Mom. What if there is something where we are missing 
something here. I know, I know Villain wants us to do this. I know she wants us to go out there and get the codicil and stop this, but what if there is more? My question to follow up would be, how many days has it been since the last time you used the mirror? When was the last time you used it? Uh, before we left to go through Lonelywood to get here. Because we got it right before we hit Lonelywood. It's a once a week thing, right? It was right b- before the Black Cabin. Yeah. Yeah, before the Black Cabin. I would say, I'm going to put you on day five. Uh, mm-hmm. If you waited two, two nights worth of resting, you could use it again. So I think my argument would be, uh, we don't want to limp into the port of the people who just set a trap for us in a gimpy boat. Uh, we want to use the mirror again before we launch an attack so that we have all the information we can get. Um, we want to trade for supplies because we're going to need all of the survival equipment that we can get our That's hands on to get through the trials that are way ahead. Uh, she needs time to spend with the professor or before it's even of value to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of shit to cover. So I don't necessarily know that I could make a compelling argument to do the side quests I really want to do as a player, but I think that going straight to final boss town is a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Una would make the pitch, like, we're in, we're badly injured, like, we have used all of our resources. If we go now and fail, it's as bad as not going. I think my pitch to Valen is, you need time with the orb to know that it's capable of doing what you need it to do, and my pitch for the crew is, we don't want them to sail to a place after they've been attacked by the Sahagan, because if they're attacked again, they're not going to stick around, they're just going to leave, and then we don't have a way to go home. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking we should have an in-character discussion because the choices are pretty heavy. Yeah, and um, so while you're upstairs, uh, if you don't mind me summing up what you said, basically there's um, there's a consensus between Una and Kuspilad that the wisest course of action is to turn back and go back to the mainland as, a, as opposed to pushing onto the Isle of Solstice, um, mostly because uh, it seems to me like out of character you guys want to do more side quests, in character, you guys want to, um, you don't want to go right into Boss Town uh, on... Boss Town USA with no resources. Yeah, with yeah. no resources and yeah. having been beat yeah. to shit. Aside from our guns, and we have some potions of healing. Mm. We'll yeah. still have the guns and potions of healing when we come back. We can get more shit like that. Yeah, I know, it's, it's bare minimum. Uh, okay, are we having like a short rest and talking about it in character? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I will I will grant you a short rest while you have this discussion, because the, the crew is taking a short rest. They need one. Yeah, in immediacy, I just want to also throw out there that, Sai, you and I need to go around and, like, we got healing spells, man. We got to get people out. My yeah. question for you, you, you guys are welcome to have a private party conversation if that's what you're after. Will you allow Valin to be part of this conversation, or do you want to sort of shut her out? I think I would insist, after we have a chance to talk to each other for like 30 seconds, it's probably long enough for her to be like, all right, you should be part of this conversation. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Yeah, if we get and all you... of our stories straight, and then we talk to the cops. <laughs> yeah, then go, ahead, go ahead and have your conversation. I, um, I'm i going to finish this beer and listen to you guys, and then when you're ready to bring Valin in, invite me in. I think I'm already um, probably Valin's least favorite person in this party, so I think I'll be the one to deliver the message and say, um, we're, we're with the... Uh, with our intrepid deckhands here, these people are in no shape to make a trip out there that's that dangerous, and then to do it again on the return voyage. I don't think they owe us enough loyalty to stick around if they're attacked at port, which might leave us stranded. The ship needs major repairs, and we need to resupply before we're prepared to launch an attack on a place that large. Furthermore, I don't know what this orb has to offer you, but I can't imagine what it has to offer you will be revealed instantly. You'll need time with it. All right, and that you're saying that directly to Valen. Mm-hmm. Can we back up just a little bit? I just want to make sure that Sai, uh, Zev, and Makati don't have anything to add to the private conversation there, before we... Yeah, there is something on my end. Yeah. Um, so, yes, in, in our private bubble of conversation... Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> phone of silence. Our, our chat room. Uh, <laughs> Zev will point Liam's out... tiny phone booth. She does, present, she does present a compelling argument, as we may well be within the Frostbaden's sight but it would be wiser for us to shore up our allies, as well as the particular arcane ally to which she may find appealing for this more cautious sort of action. What I want to ask you all is, and I'll hold up the shield shield guardian amulet, should she know about this? At this point, probably. Then we shall present it to her. She could probably help us. I believe it will sway her in our argument, as she is a woman of magic, and will appreciate the soundness of this decision. Have you been practicing your dancing lights? Might be time for an all-hands-on-deck situation. And what would the dancing lights have to do with this? Oh, yeah, Mantarook. The bear signal! Of course. 
took us a minute there. Are you ready to bear it all? I was. Are you ready to grin and bear it? I was so enamored by the the light of Psy returning to us that I had forgotten about the about our new friend. Oh, I can barely uh, wait. Uh, uh, friend of the dimension below. Um, when I was gone, I I met someone. Um, Psy's <laughs> engaged. Well, I mean, uh, he, well, oh, I didn't the, know. Huh? No, no. You <laughs> well, goblin men, I am so proud well, of you. Well, I'm bespoken for though she don't know it. Um, <laughs> um, well, his name is the Morning Lord, and he kind of just said that whatever we're doing, he's going to look after us. And uh, he gave me a, um, a boob. Um, <laughs> um, How come you got yours first? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Show us your tits. Uh, Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Once you reach a certain age, you'll develop and turn into a ball of light. And get, <laughs> get, get your own boob. Puberty? What? It was a wild ride. But anyway, so the, the morning lord um, said that I have a boob now, and well, he's going to be looking after us to make sure that we bring the, the sunlight back. How wonderful. Well, did oh, he, did he give you any instruction beyond that? Um, not really. And I wasn't really paying attention. There was a fight going on, <laughs> and we had like these like warriors, and somebody watching in like a weird, creepy way, which made me feel uncomfortable. So I was just trying to get out of there. Zev, you you notice that while it's it's not going to impose any mechanical disadvantage, being within like touch distance of, uh. Of uh, Psy, it makes you feel just a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to put a real damper on your relationship. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. His sunny disposition doesn't agree with we've you. Been, we've been friends. I don't think there's ever been a record of us doing anything intimate. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I, no, I, no. No, I, I didn't mean that you were fucking. I just meant because uh, he's he's got he's got sun god powers now that I mean, he, he doesn't agree to, with though. your drowish <laughs> makeup. Yeah, as much as yeah it's want, not your color. As, as much as I'm DTF, I mean, okay. but... Down to fungus. <laughs> <laughs> Take inspiration. Oh, thank you. Damn it. 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 <laughs> I love you, idiots. <laughs> How many? 14, you said? Uh, 14 shots, 3d6. Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna need a lot more coffee if I'm gonna hit 14 shots. Uh. No time I brought entirely on coffee right now. Last week has tuckered me the fuck out. The last two weeks have been fucking nightmares for me. Mm. Alright, so we, uh, we have. Have we concluded our private. Liam and tiny phone booth conversation. Mostly yes. just yeah. wanted to make sure that we were okay with Valen, no, a okay. wizard, knowing about Shield uh, Guardian. Yeah, she, I think she is in our corner for all things as long as we convince her right now. Though. Yeah. And, and all right, so Kuzbalad has said his piece. Does anybody else have anything to say to uh, Valen before we? she has some back and forth? My, my only thing that I would say to her is bear in mind while we share your drive and passion for the quest that you have set before us. I cannot imagine anything more tragic or disappointing than being cut short before we get there. We are not ready. I hear your concerns and I appreciate them. And while it doesn't make everyone comfortable, I would posit that while I hold no ill will for our barbarian crewmates, and she looks around to make sure she's not being overheard, if they die in service of our journey, their usefulness is not expended. And she sort of glances to her kobold attendants. Yeah. Zeb even nods sagely, like, you're not wrong. I've seen enough of how this ship operates that I believe I can get these crewmen to get us home, regardless of whether or not they survive the journey. But that is not my decision alone to make. If you feel that the wisest course of action is to flee the battlefield now, I will acquiesce. However, the conversation as to where our path takes us from here needs to start immediately because time is running out 
for the people of the Ten Towns, ourselves included. That is true. We find ourselves wrapped up to the point of no escape from their peril. We either need to make our way to the Isle of Solstice by another means, for I fear that when we return, our goodwill with the, the tribe of the bear will be all but expended. Or... That's true. Their morale is a bit damaged. It is. This journey has been difficult for them, and not exactly profitable. Uh, this secondary venture away from their whaling uh, has meant that this boat has been damaged in service of another goal, and they are grumpy about it. Less than thrilled. So we have other options to go to the Isle of Solstice, or we have other options to gain the knowledge we would gain there. Uh, Although I carefully picked this one because it seemed to be the least stomach-turning of all of them. As far as getting back to the Isle of Solstice... We could treat with the whale Angajuk, who has been known to bring passengers, although its allegiances are questionable since it is one of Oral's awakened beasts. Uh, the Skycrag Shelter Goliaths maintain a roost of griffins and have been known to fly over the Sea of Moving Ice to avoid the Frost Giants. They could be bartered with, uh, but my connection with them is all but non-existent. I look at Coos. Who's good with animals? <laughs> Question mark. Hmm? Uh, yeah. That's two animals that would be potentially possible. As far as alternatives to what we would gain from the <clears throat> Isle of Solstice, I fear the most well-read in this area now resides in Revel's End. That would be a difficult journey. And one I'm not looking forward to. And as far as ancient lore keepers in this area, and she looks at Makati, a journey up Kelvin's Cairn sounds no less treacherous. If we reach its peak, and reaching it is an adventure in and of itself, I'm not sure what awaits us in your mother's hatchery. Okay. Perhaps you brought up some good points, then, about the sense of urgency. Then we should also discuss backup plans should we fail. In addition, we should s- discuss exactly what our mission is, should we. And this is simply entertaining the idea, mind you. We're not committed to anything. If we were to venture to Solstice, we must understand what we are doing there and what we expect to accomplish. That is to say, if we are indeed, if we have targets to eliminate, we must enumerate those. If we have things to retrieve, such as the Mithilar, then that is what we must focus on. And we must not get sidetracked. In addition, in the event of our failure, we must have, since Valen, I am to guess that as the quest, as the quintessential quest giver in this situation, <laughs> that you would be in a position most likely to escape. In this event, we should leave things with you to ensure the next group's success. Since in this instance, I'll hold, I'll hold the amulet, while having a shield guardian on our side would be optimal, Here's the time may not be on our side for that. So the next group could seek it out. No doubt you and whoever they would be would be more than a match for a group of disorganized goblins. And her eyes widen at the amulet of the shield guardian. Um, she gets the, the wizard erection. Yeah. <laughs> the arcane boner pops. Um, uh, this, was, this was indeed the case I would make for prudence in exploring at least the goblin territory and taking what ought to be ours in this war. But I truly know of no other way to get to this solstice isle, seeing as we are now, certainly with Ravison's death, well within the view of the Frost Maiden and her cohorts. She seems to calculate things in her head for a moment, and then she looks at all of you and she says, Well, you have made your case and you have made it well. There is more. Go on. We have a we have an ally upon whom we can call. If we are doing this, now would be the call, time to call upon them. I'll just pull, pull out the dancing pull out the dancing lights and twirl around my finger. Okay. Um, I assume you fill her in on Oya Mantaruka. We can skip that part of the narration. Yep. yep. Okay. 
All right. I um, open my mouth and words come out. <laughs> and I will, of course, do you know of this one, Helen? I have never had the pleasure of meeting this person. It was distinct, a distinctive pleasure indeed, but that is what we have to offer in these in these times. I believe if we can find a place to gather our strength, we might be able to accomplish some short-term objectives and simply do our best to avoid the gaze of the Frost Maiden directly. Very well. We would call upon your resources to do this. Well, and since this is your idea, we would require anything at your disposal to ensure our safety. We find ourselves at a point of even footing. Uh, where I have been a benefactor before, I feel that we have extended that relationship to something a little little closer, uh, given the peril that we face. Um, that being the case, I'm going to trust you with the rest of the information that I have at my disposal. Consider this the down payment on resource sharing. When we set out on this voyage, I told you I was of two objectives. The Professor Orb, which you have recovered to me at great cost to yourselves, for which I am grateful, um, and the Codicil of White from the Isle of Solstice that is in the hands of the Children of Orion. The Professor Orb contains all the research I have done on the Mithalar, its use, its creators, and where we might be able to find it. The Codicil of White contains information on where it is hidden, why, and behind what. In my research, I have come to the conclusion that the Mithalar was lost when the flying city of Ithrin fell from the sky 2,000 years ago. Something happened between then and now that this city was buried or hidden, and that I think it's underneath the Reghead Glacier. I felt that the Codicil of White would have shed some information on the best way to get there. Penetrating the glacier is something never, no one's ever attempted before. If there is an access point, the Codicil of White would have pointed us in the right direction. Possibly even given us a way to get in underneath the caverns underneath the glacier. A Shield Guardian solves that problem in a sense. It's, if what you tell me is true, smashed its way out of one prison. Perhaps it can smash its way into a new one if we had one at our control. In a way, that solves one of our problems. Uh, however, getting it is a problem, too. Um, if your goal is to go back to the Goblin City, where you find... You, you told her about the Goblin City, right? This is part of what you shared. If your goal is to go back there, then... The Duergar Fortress seems to be a good waypoint along the way, and you have potential allies there. Our previous deal prohibits you from parlaying with them. I would release you from that if it's in the service of this greater goal. Um, so if it's Avarice you need to deal with in order to get there, then Avarice you will deal with. But so we're back, on, we're back on the Zentarium book if we need to be? If you need to be. Okay. Uh, however, I find it unsavory, and I hope that you find an alternative. But I release you from your previous obligation. Um, well, and I mean, my, my remaining pitch, by the way, just to throw it in there, since I didn't think of it before, I wouldn't light a campfire on the Isle of Solstice, be spotted by the children of Orilla in a heartbeat. And five of us are wearing cold, wet clothing. And despite the fact that I have not felt warmth for quite some time, I am, in fact, quite chilly. <laughs> so then you are decided that you want to go back to the mainland. The must. I think it's the must, yeah. <clears throat> Una? Sai? With reluctance, I must agree with the consensus. Alright. I will inform the captain. Um, take a rest, you've earned it. Um, out of character, how long has it been since we thought that whatever the fuck it was reanimated? Days. The okay, Jabberwocky nice. that had a moose face? <laughs> the Jabberwocky? Uh, no, the, the light boy. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. That was um, like a week and a half ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Good to know. To get back, are we just wailing it? 
I mean, they they will sail you back. They want to go back to port and fix their ship. I'm so getting back to the island later. So oh, that is your that is your call. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to let you uh, discuss that after we take a short break because I want to go to say out of Kaylee and get a fresh drink. One quick question. Though. Yeah, just want to make sure that uh, I, I nerd out at the right moment here. Mm-hmm. So going into this, she said it was a lost city buried under the glacier. Mm-hmm. That's another reason, right? Yes. Yeah, Zev's eyes go wide with with absolute geekiness. And she's like, we have to do this. <laughs> she's like, Isle of who? What? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we still have to go to the Isle of Solstice because like, there's bad dudes fucking shit up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the glacier is the one that I have to be looking at to commune with my patron, correct? I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. I'm sure that... Um, well, it's it's. I can commune with my patron every seven days, and it's been a week and a half since we fought Flashlight Boy, which is the last time I communed with my patron. His name is Flashlight Boy. Well, lots of things coming online right now too, because it's also the mirror is going to be usable when we get back to port after yeah. we take a long rest. Yep. There's a lot of shit happening. I'm going to get all of my spell slots back because I only have one left. <laughs> I already got mine back. It just comes back in a short. I might rest. bring back nine ties a shark. I don't know. We'll find out. Ooh, a land shark, a bullet. You can change. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Every, every morning you choose if you want a, a creature to land, a creature to see, a creature of the air, and there's a different stat block for each that scales with your level. Okay. But with your uh, proficiency bonus. So it does fall behind, it lags behind it. It's very powerful, like levels 1 through 5, or 3 through 5, and then kind of drops off a cliff. Right. So, uh, oh, but still, okay. you know. I hope we'll find a way to sail uh, these this sea again. I think and I, she's I giving you some options, and, and when we take a break, I'm going to grab some index cards, and I'm going to make a fresh batch of plot hooks, because she just dumped a bunch on you. Nice. Yep, yep. Cool. and then we get a chance to clean up some of the... I do want to clean up some of the backstory stuff. Yeah. Some stuff for character backstory I just want to do for backstory. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, so... It, so it's realistically, Mass Effect 2, like, suicide mission. Like, I need to... <laughs> realistically, I'm, I'm looking at how many game sessions the remaining content in this book boils down to, all right? Um, sounds like about three. You can make it as quick as three. I think it's the fastest, most direct route to the end game. Um, there is enough like ancillary side quests that you could stretch it out to probably five or six if you you know really wanted to and explore everything, which I'm totally down to do. Um, but just to give you an idea of like how long everything is going to take, if you were to beeline it to the end, you could probably finish the campaign in three sessions, maybe four. Um, but yeah, if. And that's if everything goes well, and there's no guarantee. I think we should do at least a couple loose ends. I do yeah. want to do something with that shield guardian because it seems too cool to not use. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be wise to have it. It'd be yeah. really nice to have We're it. We're going like, in to fight giants. We should have a giant to yeah. fight the giants. Yeah. Strategically, it makes a lot of sense, and then also in game, it makes a lot of sense, and that's fun. And kaiju fight. Kaiju fight. Um, I really, I personally, as a person, not Kuspala doesn't care that much, but. No, I guess he kind of does. Uh, Cannibal Cave is a big deal, and that might get us some goodwill with the barbarians. These guys are like their enemy barbarians. Mm-hmm. They're bad times barbarians. If we go and kick their asses, we might get a free ticket back to the Isle of Solstice that way. Yeah, I think we lost some goodwill basically dragging them into a trap and yep. losing them a bunch of money. But we can get it back if we kill these fucking guys who eat their friends, so... Uh, I think that's a that's a good pitch. I don't know how much value going to go see Janth has, but we could... You can stop by and see Jant. That sounds like way less perilous than all the other shit we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And if he has useful knowledge, it's, then like, great. I'm sorry to say it sounds like uh, a use of valuable time. Yep, I agree, spent, I agree with you. I agree with you. She pitched it, so I'm like, maybe she knows something I don't. But if you guys are on board with seeing Jant, I'd be totally I, cool with it. I just can't imagine what he'd have to offer in this situation. Yeah, um, and that's that's completely fair. And honestly, I keep dangling it out there because it's cool. And, you know, part of me wants to see it play out at the table. However, I totally also understand that, like, it's a stretch to get it to fit. And yeah. and there are more direct ways to... Uh, yeah. There are more direct ways to get to the goals that you're trying to achieve. So if you don't make it there, don't feel like I'm trying to force you on a I think Zev's promise to herself is she's going to visit him after this is all over. Mm-hmm. That's fair, yeah. I think we can all put that on our bucket list. Conjugal visit? If we survive. Yeah. Getting fucked by a ghost. And, uh, ghost fucker. Patrick Swayze is there. As much as I want to see... <laughs> Pots, just as far as the eye can see. <laughs> as much as I want to see like Kate's character's backstories, I kind of feel like the, the whole mother shadow thing is actually cooler if we don't know. Yeah, and it's like that... I feel like that's an emergency backup. Like, that's like a we go there if we don't have any other options. That's kind of how I... Yeah. Okay. Her. All right. Well, I'm going to make up uh, uh, index cards for all these plot hooks anyway, because you may change your mind or decide to revisit something later down the line. Um, I want to take a 10 minute break. So. All right. So I have several more index cards to add to your pile about the stuff that we've discussed. Um, this is in addition to what's up there. I haven't rewritten any of the old stuff. Um, 
And these are in no particular order, just the order they came to me. Visit Mother to find the entrance to the glacier. Hi, Mom. Mom, off, Mother. I need some money. Gordokokolok to get the Shield Guardian body. Yes. This one seems pretty good. Visit Avarice in the Sunblade <laughs> Citadel for help. I think she can fuck herself. Visit Jant in Revel's End to find out if he knows how to get into the glacier. That would be cool. That's after credit scene. Barter with Angajuk to get back to the Isle of Solstice. That might be what we're doing. And visit the Sky Tower Shelter Goliaths to fly back to Solstice. That would be wicked rad. That sounds like a lot of work. Where are they? Top of the Kelvins? They are... No, they are going to be... Kind of east of eight. East of eight? Oh, oh God. The spine, yeah. East Jesus. Alright. Mm, that's a lot. That would be rad as fuck, though. And why do that? We can just level to nine and get water walk. Yeah, we can do that, too. Just sprint across the... Did you hear my plan earlier? No. We cast water walk on a dog sled team, and mm -hmm. we have them pull a rowboat. <laughs> <laughs> last, last for an hour. I mean, I guess you could. There's nothing stopping you. <laughs> that's magic, baby. Like... <laughs> Kuspalad, the inventor of water skiing. <laughs> Reverse water skiing. <laughs> no, one of us. You cast water walk on one of us. We tie a rope to you, and you just swim. I could do that too. <laughs> I could move ninety feet. I, I mean, those those index cards are just suggestions. If you guys have other ways to overcome the challenges <laughs> I presented to you, then by all means, I'm not going to say no to them. Uh, well, let's let's talk about priority number one is like getting somewhere safe to long rest. Mm -hmm. Because we're really beat up and used a lot of spells. Yep. Yeah, assuming we get back uh, to the tribe safely, perhaps mm -hmm. they can offer us a lodging for the night. If <laughs> they can't provide a safe sucker for a long rest, then we did have um, Oya Mantabruk call his friends to work on the black cabin. And the whole reason we did that is because now it's a place you can safely long rest. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that is a, a, a serviceable backup plan we can get to in under a day. And it's on the way to Vrinchander. Question Are we trying to do one, then four, or four, then one? I don't think it matters as much as getting somewhere for a long rest first and figuring it out. Uh, if you are bringing this up to Valin about the long rest and resting when you get back, she will say that regardless of the disposition of the barbarians, that when you reach dry land, she will cast Liaman's tiny hut, and you can gain the benefits of a long rest. Awesome. All right, so that solves that problem. Oh, so this yeah, this little chick is kind of cool. She's it's actually looking cool. She yeah. got very cool very fast when she was very not cool the first time we met her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we were very uncool, because she was just asking directions. We were like, go that way. Yeah. There's a reason she was a dick to you guys. <laughs> we, we were kind of dicks first. I, will, I mean, self-preservation is what it is. You know, no one's faulting you for that. But yeah, I mean, don't expect a warm welcome the next time you send somebody into the wilderness. <laughs> but she was fine. She's like, these fucks. But did you die? <laughs> I mean, she's a necromancer, so... Are you deft? Could have. <laughs> um... I, Did you have to delete your character and start over? Yeah. Um, I will posit that Una, you know, when we're taking some kind of long rest or what have you, um, it's been over a week since she last communed with her patron. She could ask her patron about the glacier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, talk to gods. They're, they're fun and have lots of knowledge, and I probably should have paid more attention to the, the morning lord. But regardless, you're smarter than me, though. I'm not sure I would classify my patron as a god. I'm not a... I'm not, not a, a potato potato. I'm not that kind of um, contractual spellcaster. You're, you're, you're almost certain that your god is not a potato. <laughs> or a potato. What you're not it? sure about potato. He has eyes everywhere. <laughs> Regardless of whether nice. or not your patron is a god, everybody has their own connection to spirituality. And some spirituality gives you powers. And I think it would be a brilliant idea for you to deepen your relationship. Yeah, the lizard speaks truth. I will need something to eat. I would be more than happy to assist. Or she means people. I figured that out. Are you having this conversation with an earshot of Valen? Um... We're about to visit goblins. I mean, she is a necromancer, so like that probably not the weirdest just, thing like, she's heard. <laughs> Can I borrow one of your copolds? I think she was actually aware of your. Yeah, I think she is. This is a thing that came up before. Yeah, is... Um, if you bring it up near her, she will point out with no judgment in her voice that one of the injured ship hands is being fitted for a new peg leg. Ooh. Cool. So if I don't have to kill people to eat, I just have to 
cause grievous bodily harm. The or grievous bodily witness. harm has been already caused. Waste All you're whatnot. doing is cleaning up the waste material. Reduce, reuse, recycle. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The Reghead are known for their resourcefulness. Perhaps they would not no, they would of your diet, <laughs> but... Yeah, let's not make that obvious. They don't but. need to know this because one of the things that they are diametrically opposed to that we are potentially selling is eliminating a tribe of their kinsmen who eat them, each other. Yeah. Oh, this thing. You want me to be fucking fucked up. So I'm, we can get that on the DL? Yeah, it had to be it'd have to be real discreet. Yeah. There's no walking around the ship <laughs> with a <the> leg. <laughs> <laughs> like corn on the cob. Yeah. No, no, the battery leg. You know, it sounds like a Renaissance fair. Yes, I mean, you would have to make some kind of stealth roll to conceal yourself below decks in the bilge or something, but, uh, yeah, you, you could you could eat the waist leg if that is what you are I got, hot on doing. Waist leg? I thought it was a I leg. I got not like hella the... charisma if you need a distraction. You get a peg dick. <laughs> I also have hella charisma. I think my charisma's better than yours. <laughs> so are you just going to go up and ask them for the leg? <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Please, sir, may I have um, some leg? <laughs> hey, are you done with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> just walk as they're, as they're, you got the bone saw out, you're like, hey, you gonna finish that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got some steak sauce? <laughs> Did they cremate it? Like, what? Well, throw it overboard. Uh, yeah, they probably yeah. Over, yeah, it would, yeah. You get mixed in with the chum pile. How much pile. can you lift with Mage Hand? Five, Five pounds. pounds. How much does a leg weigh? Like 15 pounds. Yeah. Fuck. Like the whole leg or <laughs> just Special. the calf? From the knee, from the knee down. Like muscle pounds. leg? Yeah. yeah. Lots. Yeah. Bones they, are heavy, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and this what is, yeah, body sailor like, muscle yeah. scale yeah. down by, like, you know, no, one eighth. makes sense, yeah. 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 Okay. I was going to try to just... <laughs> yeah, no. Is she the water like a claw machine? <laughs> don't. 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 Ah. <laughs> Pull it out. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to eat the leg, you could do this on the boat. Or you can go back to back to town and, and take your time. And Yeah, I'm not saying we do it right now. That's just also an option that we have that is potentially less um, time-consuming than going to a place. Yeah. Eat the leg! No mercy! No mercy! <laughs> Put him in a body Put bag! Put him in a body bag! Then take him out and cook him! <laughs> Grab his leg and twist it. <laughs> Bop it. I have a separate <laughs> spices. Uh, Alright, so the immediate plan is to go back to shore, take a long rest in Liam's tiny hut, right? Yep. Yes. Alright. What is the plan after that? Uh, we have to go through to uh, Bryn Shander to buy and sell stuffs. Okay. We got the uh, Shield Guardian, I think, is probably top priority after that. Yeah. And then the quickest of detours to go deal with uh, Fuck Mountain over at number four and get rid of the... <laughs> no, I'm Fuck Mountain. Boom, 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 boom. And then deal with, uh, deal with the Cannibal Cave. All right. Do you have a time to get your uh, companion back? Uh, in the morning. Two, happens at the end of the long rest. Two quick questions. Are we going to Bryn Shander first? Yeah, I think so. Are we going to tell anybody about the Mithalar? No. Great. Def not. Okay. Yeah, be bad. And when you say four, just so we're talking about the, the barbarian cave, you said was around four somewhere. I think yeah. four was for something else, but that's the landmark that we have. I thought that the cave was like right up on the glacier, <laughs> like where that little kind of pokey yeah, out part is next the, to four. The ring is it way the fuck out of there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, then we can four do that is, way later. Um, Sunblight Citadel. No, no, no. Sunblight Citadel is way down to the four was south. The tower. Eight oh. is Sunblight Citadel. Eight. The four, four is the tower. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was getting confused. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we we do that much later. Uh, the the barbarian cave, the cannibal barbarian cave doesn't have a posting note. Up. Yeah. But if Kate's remembering it correctly and I'm not, and it's actually on the glacier itself. We'll get it on the way when we're doing that final part. Okay. Of the yeah. So Bryn Shander first for buying and selling. Yep. And then I just want to know what I'm prepping while you guys are doing shopping. Shield Guardian. Shield Guardian. So you're going back to Corkaloak. Corkaloak. Yeah. Are you going to go visit uh, Avarice while you're down that way? Fuck no. She sucks. Okay. Fair enough. She, she fireballed our tushies. She did. <laughs> yeah. My poor tushy. It's still yeah, I, I would. I would pitch. Um, Una's going to try to commune with her um, patron to figure out how to get into the glacier. But we also have Jamp, so we could sort of circle back up north and go east from there to get into the... We have other options other than Avarice. She's, I think, yeah. a last resort. Avarice is last resort, and I think whatever we do, we want to deal with Evie at uh, Final Death Mountain Horror Show over there before we go to the, the glacier and try and do whatever's going on in the glacier. I feel like we need to stop Evie and get the Codicil of White regardless of how we're going to get to the final location on account of the fact that she's a big fucking problem for everybody. 
If he is the final boss, though. We don't know that. Uh, the the argument that she was making, not Evie, uh, the argument that Villain was making was the Code of Silhouette will tell us how to get to this hidden place in the glacier where the Mithalar is. Mm. So Evie is between us and where the Mithalar is, presumably. Okay. Basically what's being pitched, and I'll try to keep this as layman's terms as possible, um, the children of Oriel are based on the Isle of Solstice. They have the Code of Silhouette. The Code of Silhouette will tell you how to get to Ithrin, which is buried underneath the glacier. Or at least that's what Villain believes. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get to Ithlin because that's where the Mithalar is. The Mithalar can be used to end the Everlasting Night. Um, the danger of going to the Isle of Solstice and just going murder hobo and killing everybody there is that this spell doesn't seem like the kind of thing that is just going to go away when you kill the people who cast it. Um, so you could go to the Isle of Solstice and lay waste to the place and still have a problem to solve. If you could get to Ith- get to Ithrin and get the Mithalar first then, you know, fighting in the sunlight's probably better than fighting in the nighttime. Um, unless you're a drow. But, for, or for, unless you're a drow. most of us. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the fact remains that you still have two problems to solve. Okay. They just have a relationship to each other. Does okay. Lynn think that she has, like, a GPS bead on where the goddamn thing is? Because she said you could use it to smash in, but, like, if you don't know where we're smashing, the glacier is bigger than the map. Yeah. That is, that is why she wants to get the Codicil of White, because it will give you a heads up on the glacier and the best... My my theory, and this could be totally wrong, but like the whole thing with like them being cannibals and basing themselves for their god. There was a theory at one point that they all went mad due to exposure to Shardolin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you need Shardolin to power the Mithralar, right? Well, you need Shardolin to power the Summer Star, which is the miniaturized uh, Mithralar that size carrying around. The actual like for real Mithralar, while. The Summer Star is very loosely based on it. Is a, it's like comparing a Commodore sixty four to a supercomputer that runs NASA. You know, like because yeah, my theory was like they all went crazy because they were near the Shardolin that was near the Mithalar, and we could get in through the case. It might be part of it. The Netherese used yeah. the, the Shardolin for like everything when they were yeah. in effect, yeah. but they also mm-hmm. kind of handled it like radioactive material. Like they built it into walls and covered it up as we found <laughs> the tower. They also drove their city into the ground. Yeah. Literally, so yeah. Well, there was a great, um, and Zev, this is something you would know. There, the end of the Netherese Empire involved the, it was something that drove all the sky cities out of the sky. Somehow they all ended up crashing. The reason yeah, being yeah, lost to time. It was probably boys. <laughs> they were boy crazy, those <laughs> Netherese wizards. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more just thinking about what, what we're going to leave behind in Rinshander when we get our affairs in order. Uh, I got my plan. Okay, well, uh, for starters, let's um, let's say that you know the limping the ship back into into port is going to be a, a menial task um, because we're no longer splitting our attention between whaling and navigating and doing all the other things. We're just trying to get back, so it's going to require no roll. Um, upon arrival, you know they unload the wounded, they unload what they were able to to whale while they were out, and they start repairing the ship. Uh, your reception is somewhat cold. Uh, this journey was not what they would consider a success. You didn't really get all that you were after. They didn't get all that they were after, and they consider their business with you done. Um, that being the case, you're no longer like really given the feeling that you're welcome in the town, the, the makeshift tent city. So Valen will pause it. Let's go to the outskirts where we're safely away from everybody, and I'll cast the spell. We can rest the night and then travel after the aura is out of the sky. If that suits you all, you can take your long rest. Mm-hmm. Um, My dailies are back. Hey. I have hit points again. Hey. Um, we are thinking that we have stuff to do on land still for a while. Niantai returns as a goat. Yay! Um, next order of business. You want to go back to Bryn Shander, which means traveling across the waste back to the Ten Towns. We determined last session that was a uh, two-day journey involving one night of camping. Uh Valin has enough spell slots to cast Lehman's Tiny Hut a second time, so you'll actually be able to take a second long rest, but you're still going to need to make a group survival check to get back to now. Do we still need to camp if we're on her sled with the undead animals? Uh, Well, we have our own dog sled. Yeah, because your your sled will be with you and they will need to rest. Um, 
Anybody have create food and water? <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if there if there is a time if urgency, if frostbite, I can technically do that. <laughs> if there is a time urgency, I'm not tracking. She can go on ahead of you and travel without having to take the long rest. But that means you're at the mercy of nature, and you don't get Liam as tiny. Yeah, no, we have a very brief plan to like rest, recuperate, get cool shit, and then head back. All right. Um, all right. That being the case, then there is a group survival check that needs to be made. I'll right, get mastermind to die. Oh, Master side. Fuck yes. Hey! <laughs> Survival? Yeah. Not natural, 20. 19? 19? Fucking love these dice. 7. 7? 15. Natural 20, baby. Ooh, alright. So a total of minus 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Shut up. <laughs> you guys are able to travel safely across the waste. Uh, without too much of a problem. Uh, Lonely Wood is the first town you encounter traveling south, and it is still empty. Um, we had a good look at it on the way through. It's like totally abandoned. Yeah, you no took a pretty man. you took a pretty good look at it. No, you don't see a flashlight man. You, what about flashlight men? <laughs> plenty of those. Um, All those lonely, lonely, lonely <laughs> lumberjacks. You did, you did do a little uh, mini investigation on your way through last time. Um, I believe you uncovered a uh, carved name, uh, a Croatoan-style name on your way through. Um, it's still there. Nothing seems to have changed that much. It appears maybe there was a light dusting of snow while you were gone. Um, but Lonelywood is, like, totally... Yeah, it is... Yeah, we just got a little vengeance for them by killing Revison. Yeah. It is a ghost town. Songs the ghosts. There is, thankfully, no ghosts actually lingering. Narratively, like, I don't know if I need to roll for this or not, but, like, what's the most chilling thing that we see? 